It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. Today's podcast is lit by the White Ash Group. White Ash Group is North America's premier choice for cannabis staffing, recruitment, and executive search. So if you're an industry trailblazer trying to get your time back, White Ash Group provides pre-screened and vetted top-tier talent and custom hiring solutions so you can feel good building your dream team and better work-life balance. From roots to suits in the U.S. and Canada, visit whiteashgroup.com for your hiring solutions. Tell them Joe sent you. One of the goals for creating this podcast three years ago was to showcase how people just like you are incorporating cannabis into their daily lives. Today's guests on the podcast share their testimonies of how ingesting cannabis and a plant-based diet literally saved their lives. After a workplace injury, Jack Kungle was facing a lifetime of debilitation. Barely able to walk, he was prescribed dozens of medications to get through a day. It was then he was diagnosed with bladder and prostate cancer, ushering him to an early grave. With nowhere left to turn, he discovered the potential of cannabis to heal, and Jack embarked on a quest to heal his life and his body. Now pharmaceutical and cancer-free, Jack has made it his mission to share what he has learned, and he's helped hundreds of others and their pets from around the world to transform their own lives. Kim Soltarski also joins us on the podcast. 
He is a director, writer, and producer who was inspired to share Jack's story after his own battle with cancer. Kim partnered with executive producer Karen Wookie to tell the story of Jack's garage. The documentary, Big Pharma Doesn't Want You to See. During the podcast, we discuss a letter I received from a casually baked listener concerned about her father's quality of life. Kiana wrote, Last year, my dad suffered a major stroke at just 51 years old. He used cannabis over 15 years ago, but my mom always said she is allergic to the smoke. My dad is currently on anti-seizure medication because he continues to have many strokes and seizures. How can I approach my mom, who knows I'm a cannabis supporter, that this would greatly benefit my dad? He is nonverbal, and she would have to help him get the cannabis. On top of that, he now has depression and bad days where he's just not happy. He's had a craniotomy and suffers major headaches. He has chronic pain from a hip replacement and he suffers from gout. I want mom to understand how cannabis can improve my dad's overall health. I know if anyone can help me, you can. Kiana, if you share today's podcast with your mom, there's no way she won't change her mind. I think Jack's message on taking back your power and detoxifying your life will inspire everyone who listens to examine their lifestyle choices. I know I did. So smoke them if you got them and settle into a happy and healed mindset. It's time to get casually baked. Got Jack and Kim from the documentary Jack's Garage, and I'm super excited to share another example on this podcast of how stepping into your power and out of the cannabis closet inspires positive change and people it saves lives. So Jack and Kim, thank you so much for joining me today. It's true. Thanks for having us. We're we're excited just to share Jack's story. I'm Kim Soltarski. I'm the director producer of the documentary film Jack's Garage. Uh, I'm based in Toronto, Canada, and uh, it came about through a long journey of my personal history, which we'll talk about later. And then also we have Jack of Jack's yeah, Garage. Star of the show. Jack, welcome. How you doing? My name's Jack Kungle. I live in uh, Kingsville, Ontario. That's Canada's most southern town. You can't get any further south than that. I'm a uh, terminal cancer survivor, and I was injured in 1990 and tons of uh, medical issues. And so I stepped into the cannabis ring and I went down the rabbit hole very, very, very far. I came out the other side. Yeah, you did. And I will tell you that in this documentary, it's 35 minutes long, and I both laughed and cried through this thing. But you're not just preaching the gospel. You are living the gospel, Jack. And Absolutely. I was so inspired by your message and the things that I was seeing that was happening not only in your life, but the other people that are involved in this documentary, that uh, my juicer that's been broken underneath my sink for the last year, I replaced it that night. Nice. In this documentary, you you really hone in on three things, the power of cannabis, the power of plant-based diets, and the power of emotional healing. And I yes. would like to know how Kim and Jack, how y'all found each other, because, you know, Mama Cannabis has a way of bringing us all together. 
but how did y'all find each other to decide that you're going to share this story? Yeah, it's like you say, uh, the, the wonderful plant cannabis, you know, makes friends of friends become very good friends. So it started on a very personal way for me. I was diagnosed six and a half years ago with melanoma stage 3B skin cancer. I had a little innocent looking mole right here in the side of my head and had it removed uh, by my dermatologist. And two weeks later, I get the big cancer call, the call that no one ever wants. So of course, uh, it puts you in a, a tailspin, but also within days, a friend of a friend reached out to me uh, and explained that he had followed the uh, Rick Simpson protocol. Uh, Rick Simpson's one of the pioneers of the do-it-yourself cannabis healing world. Uh, and within a matter of weeks, he shared that how he cured himself of melanoma and lung cancer. And I heard and I did my research and I did the research that the uh, hospitals were offering me. And I quickly decided to start doing uh, full extract cannabis oil to kick the cancer out of me before it spread through my body. Uh, and here I am six and a half years later, completely healthy. Uh, and through that journey, uh, I was incredibly grateful at the gratitude and the, and the paying it forward, the selflessness that someone risked a lot of things to share their story with me. And so as a filmmaker, I said, well, how, how can I pay it forward once I got a handle on this? And as a filmmaker, well, let's make a film about it. So I went to search other stories like this, and I started filming with a group of wonderful people in Meaford, Ontario. Uh, started filming with them, a documentary I hope to release later uh, in 2021. But then my paths crossed with Jack, Jack Kungle. I saw his website, and I reached out to Jack and said, hey, Jack, I'd, I'd love to talk with you and bring a camera. And he responded very positively and we just hit it off and we had eight, eight or nine shooting days and Jack's Garage is just the beginning of our friendship and learning together. That's awesome. Jack, what do you like to add? Well, I was giving a talk up in Windsor, I believe, when his uh, friend heard me speak and uh, he had told Kim that uh, you, you need to get a hold of this guy. And so that's how, how we crossed paths. But for myself, uh, I was injured in 1990, and so I have bilateral carpal tunnel, bilateral ulnar nerve entrapment, two torn rotator cuffs, two torn bicep tendons. I snapped my leg up this way, the torn meniscus tendon, the cruciate ligament, the cartilage is gone. And all the drugs that they had me on, I vomited for uh, 25 years, 25, 30 times a day. I busted four ribs over 300 times vomiting. I lost my teeth vomiting, and then... Uh, my friend Derek crossed my path. He was one of the very first people on Parliament Hill in Canada trying to get cannabis legally. He had introduced me to decarb cannabis. And so I had decarbed the cannabis, which is just basically cannabis baked at 240 degrees for 45 minutes. And I put it into size zero capsules. So I started to eat these capsules. And uh, in 30 days, I was off 180 milligrams of OxyContin. The next 30 days, I was off 100 milligrams of morphine. Next 30 days, I was off my fentanyl patch. And in the next three months, I was off every single medication I was on. It fixed my diabetes. It fixed my blood pressure, regulated my weight, 72 pounds, gave me the use of my upper, upper girdle back. I took my leg brace off. And after all that, then I was told I had uh, terminal bladder cancer. And they had told me that if I don't do anything, I have maybe three months. And if I let them remove my bladder, my prostate, I might have a year or, or maybe more. So what I did, I came home and I started to read. 
So I took uh, 28 days of the three months that they said I had, and I was uh, one very upset individual when I discovered that the United States government holds a patent on cannabis oil, patent number 6630507, as a neuroprotectant. It does the exact opposite of everything that they said it did. We have an endocannabinoid system in the body, and it's a system strictly to process cannabis, nothing else. That's its job. Every single creature on the planet has this endocannabinoid system. In this system, we have CB1 and CB2 receptors. And so the CB1 receptors run all our organs, and the CB2 receptor is our immune system. So it's a very easy way to keep the population sick by keeping the most important food in plant away from the human being. It's been a crime against humanity is, is what, this, what this does. And what cannabis does, you ingest it, it just goes to work. It keeps the body in homeostasis so it can heal all the time. But the best part with cannabis is it causes the program to apoptosis of the cancer cell. Program cell death. So now what we do here is we cut off the food supply to the cancer. And then we add cannabis to the picture. So the cannabis, taking the cannabis, that's the easy part. It's yeah. the lifestyle change that has to happen. That's the part that nobody can do. That no bread, no pasta, no potatoes, no sugar, no red meat, no dairy products, no eggs, no chicken, no fish. And everybody's jaw drops. Right. Hey, well, what am I supposed to eat? And I always say, anything else except those nine things. We only used nine fingers. You can eat anything else except those nine things. Now, that increases your chances phenomenal so we eat what we call a methionine restricted diet and so cancer feeds on methionine we need methionine in our foods and so fruits nuts vegetables grains and beans the number is 80 perfect but once we're sick anything over and above that now is detrimental to our health so dairy products is a 180 units, red meat is 195, eggs is 240, chicken is 480, and fish is almost 700 off the charts. So methionine, that's what cancer-smelling dogs smell. All cancer gives off methionine. So cancer also feeds on sugar, so hence the carbs. And so all your left spin sugars goes directly to feed the sickness. So the object of the game here, cut off the food supply, use cannabis, it causes the program to apoptosis of the cancer cell, and then you're off to the races. You know, as you're saying this, Jack, my sister-in-law had stage four breast cancer, and she decided to combine the philosophy that you have, and but go ahead and do the chemotherapy and combine these things. And so, you know, she shows up to chemo treatment. And there's bowls of candy sitting around everywhere. Yes. She's patient. Yes. And she's like, what the hell is going on around here? Yes. And going home and juicing a, a whole bulk of celery, at, you know, to start doing the detoxification process as soon as she gets home. And she was not having all of the side effects of the chemotherapy that everyone else exactly. Because she was feeding her body the proper fuel. That's the thing that people need to really talk about is, yes, cannabis is an absolute miracle, but cannabis is one foundational tool. And, yes. you know, what is coming in and out of your head is another huge piece of it. And then, like you said, what you're putting in your pie hole <laughs> is the other big component. Yes, absolutely. So Absolutely. 
you knew already that the food piece was important or during your research, you were like, okay. Well, that during my research, but what happened to me is I went to bed on a Thursday night and I woke up Friday morning and I couldn't eat any meat. I couldn't eat any fish. The smell of it started making me throw up everything. I just could not get even close to any of that. I don't know what happened. So I had stopped eating all of that for over a year. I was a charter boat fishing. You paid me big dollars to put a worm on your hook. My fish were flopping when they come home. And I couldn't set foot on my boat without throwing up. And so I had stopped eating all that. And then I had come across the video of methionine restriction. And I had, my body had told me to stop eating everything that I said. Yeah, your body intuitively knew. Yes. When I, I mean, got- when I had stopped eating all the meat and everything like that, so it was about a year and a half later, I got this terrible craving for liver, liver and Swiss cheese to the point that I had to go have it. After I had it, I felt fantastic. And then I come to realize I was talking with an 18-year-old boy that's never had a piece of meat in his life. And I was told in the, telling him the cravings that I was having. He goes, oh, Jack, that's B12. So liver in, in Swiss cheese has the highest constant of B12. My body told me that. Yeah. So now I use nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast yes. has 880% of the vitamin B12 that you need for the day. One of the most nutritional things there is. So it has, you know, 940% of riboflavin, uh, 640% niacin. It, it, it's all this, it tastes like cheese. And that's the cheesy flavor on popcorn. And that's your cheesy flavor in macaroni and cheese. So now we have nutritional yeast and we have nutritional yeast. So the one nutritional yeast claimed organic, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at the back, it only has 30% vitamin B12. So you you need to look at what you buy. So read the label. Reading the label is very, very, very important when it comes comes to your food. Yeah. And I found that so, you know, you organically found that food was another important component. And, you know, for me, the emotional healing piece of my life and my wellness really came with the development of my relationship with cannabis. Is that also how yours came or were you seeking therapy and treatment during this time? Oh, no, no, I wasn't uh, thinking any, 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 I I refused chemo and radiation. I I didn't take any of that. I allowed them to give me the Bacillus clabanthigurin, which was a tuberculosis virus. I allowed them to inject that into my bladder and that was supposed to stimulate an immune response. So, but what happened is that was supposed to stimulate a new response inside my bladder was supposed to flop all the cells. That's not what happened. My immune system responded on the outside. I broke out into this rash and I had this rash for almost a year. I couldn't go out into the sun every time. I I could scratch until I bled. And so I goes, I thought, no, I'm allergic to my cannabis. And so I sends my, the pictures that I had to another guy in the garage. His name was Jake. And I asked him if I'm allergic to my cannabis, what are you seeing on me here? And so he said to me, this is his words. He says, Jack, oh my God, he says, those are acid burns. He said, everything touching you is burning you like acid. The water you're washing in, the food that you eat, he says, the clothes that you're wearing. He says, you're so acidic. He says, your pH is in the toilet. That's why you have cancer. You see, we can't change our blood pH. That changes, you die. All we can create is the environment in our guts, in our body, 
to remain alkaline. That's the only thing that we can do. So when the body is in the alkaline state, it can heal. That's what happens. Uh, and so if you look at the largest and strongest animals on the planet, not one of them eat meat. None of them. What do you see the meat eater do? Resting underneath the tree, saving his energy to go catch his next meal. See, we don't have teeth like dogs. Uh, so we have small stomach, large intestines. We have enzymes that when we ingest our food, it starts to break it down. So then we have my dog, my dog Jasper. He's a meat eater. They got the big canines. They have a large stomach, small intestines. They don't have any enzymes to digest their food. They, they gorge and then they shit it out. That's how it works. There is no energy in dead animal carcass. Everybody thinks there is. The animal got the energy when he ate his veggies. So the plant-based diet just creates that more alkaline environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the healthiest I've ever been in my life. It fixed everything. Everything fixed my diabetes, my blood pressure, regulated my weight. I mean, it fixed my cancer. All I can tell you, eat healthy, use cannabis, just watch what happens. How long have you been on this journey when you found out from when you found out? Almost that 10 years now. Okay. You know, one of the things that you talk about in the documentary that I preach in my own life is removing the toxicity in our lives. Yes. And we're talking toxicity of all kinds. Everything. And so, you know, I we've talked a lot about, you know, the food, but at one point you were on 22 medications. Yes. And over this, the course of this time, you were able to get off of all of those. And all so of them. I, I don't even have an aspirin in my house. Tell me how you removed the toxic people and relationships in your life. I think that's probably the toughest one for people. My marriage was toxic. My friends were toxic. My food was toxic. My life was toxic. Everything around me was toxic. The only thing that wasn't toxic was the cannabis. So as I started to ingest, things became clearer and clearer as to what I needed to do. And earlier on, you had talked about power. I took my power back from everybody. I'm at 100%. I took my power back from my ex, my friends, all the assholes in my life. I took it back. See, now I can help others. I'm at 100%. If you're not 100%, you can't help anybody because you couldn't help yourself to get there. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it's very, very important that you look at your life and you look at everything. For me, my my cancer was caused by the emotional issues. And me being raped by my uncle when I was a little boy and then living across the street from the house where it happened for the last 34 years. And, and so there's a lot of stuff you have to look at. And people can't look at themselves. That's the hardest thing is to face you. Yes. Well, it's the work of our lives. It is the absolute work. That is the work that people need to be doing, not Absolutely. grinding away at a project or a deadline. It's just like I the first two hours of my day are self full time. They're me time. I don't deal with anything that I am not interested in in the first two hours of my day. And not enough people do that. Not enough people make themselves a priority. See, I don't deal anything with anything that I have no interest in. Nothing. Nothing. I strictly focus now on my health and my happiness. That's my life's job now. All I can tell you 
it's a lot easier to deal with your health than it is to deal when you get sick. Yeah. That's the bottom line. It's a lot easier to stay healthy than to deal with once you get sick. Uh, well, you go and- into that system, you might never come out. Right. I, and I think about that close. getting my supplements or any of that stuff. And it's like, oh, you know, this is kind of high, but I'm like, well, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than a doctor's bill. Yes. Yeah. I don't have an issue paying for my nuts and, and my supplements and uh, all that stuff because I've looked down, I don't buy any meats or anything like that. So that's the most expensive part. The most expensive part for me is the nuts. Yeah. So I wait until they're on sale. I buy a whole bunch. I buy a year's worth for a couple hundred bucks and then I freeze them and I bring them out as I need them. So then it's only like 50, 60 cents a day for the nuts. Yeah. So that's the most, that's where I get my fats and everything. They're super expensive, but yeah, it's the good stuff. So, okay. If people want to do this, if they want to do what you've done and they want to start this journey to health and happiness, like you did, what what are those first few things, those first few hurdles that you jump over that, you know, that people need to kind of start with? The first thing is to get your head out of your ass thinking that you need to eat meat. That's the first thing. Because all your fruits, nuts, and vegetables, grains, and beans contain amino acids. And when you eat them, they change the protein. That That's how it works. Uh, and so getting around that, people feel cheated when... The person beside you now is eating a steak, you know, because of your journey now, you can't. See, I never, ever felt cheated, ever. Uh Uh-uh. This is the healthiest I've ever been. This is the best I've ever ate in my life. So you just need to to, to rethink. See what happened? Vegetarians, they're always made fun of. And I don't understand why. It's just like the people that drink always made fun of the people that use cannabis. Hey, we know what you're doing over there. Yeah, we're smoking a joint. We're staying away from you drunks. <laughs> okay? and, that's, and, that's, and that's the bottom line. So you see, everybody needs to get their head out of their ass when it comes to lifestyle, diet, friendship, and you. You got to take care of you first. You're number one. Everybody else is number two. Once you see when when I when when I deal with uh, a lot of women and stuff like that, you know, and they're the sick family member with the cancer, and they're still concerned about putting food on the table, you know, for the husband. And what I've noticed, a lot of male partners of the female partners that are sick. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Da, 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 da. And I speak right up and I call you, you selfish son of a bitch. I said, your wife's dying and you won't even change your diet to help her. We have a pretty sad society here. We really do. We really do. And that's just things that I've seen in my garage. And it just shakes my head. I don't have a very good bedside manner when you come and see me. I'm direct and to the point. Uh, Because you need a, a slap in the face. Because you just don't get it. You've been told by your doctor, this is what's going to happen. You've been told by the specialist, this is what's going to happen. And so many people are still in denial. You come and see me and I go, yeah, you're fucking dying. End of story. Well, but it's a hell of a lot easier for somebody to say, oh, well, 
the person in the white coat, they're responsible for my health and I, they can put that responsibility there. And it's just like, no, you have no, the authority. You're responsible for your health. And especially when most of the doctor's pockets are lined by big pharma and, you know, the insurance companies, like there's just, there's too many layers between your personal health and the recommendations coming out of that doctor's mouth that everybody should question everything that they're told about Absolutely. their health. Absolutely. And everything I needs it. to be questioned. Yes, that you just were like everybody's lined up like sheep and they all stand there with the tongue out waiting for the magic pill. There is no magic. There's no magic in cannabis. Everybody, you still got to do your part. And that's the part that people can't do. Their part. Cannabis is doing its part. It's not fussy. You eat it, it just goes to work and fixes whatever it needs to be fixed in the body. But then if you continuously still to badger the body with poisons, you're just spinning your wheels. You're yeah. stuck in a snowbank and you're not getting any place. Well, and that's the other idea of it being high vibe food. Um, you know, we talked about that a, a couple of episodes ago with a chef, Shadi Ramey, who it just put out a cookbook on hemp. And it's you have to find high vibration foods. And mm -hmm. you know, those are the foods that you're growing in your garden. And, you know, that is the cannabis and hemp flower. I mean, that is it's medicine, it's food, and it really... It's the most important plant on the planet. Yeah. It's the only thing we're hardwired for. Nothing else. Isn't that yeah. fascinating? It, and they discovered it, that in like 1992? Yes. You know, and, and so it's it's like this. Cannabinoids come from two places. It comes from the cannabis plant and breast milk. That's like telling me my spit in my urine is illegal. I don't understand that. I mean, you see now we're winning with science. Hey, this is what's happening. So when uh, we in Canada, when we took the government to court, because every time I made cannabis oil, I risked going to jail for 10 years for processing. So under criminal code 262, that's what I discovered in our charter, is you cannot stop me from saving my life and you cannot stop me from helping to save the life of someone else. That's law. So that's that's what we work under here. So when we took the government to court, so now we won the right to alter the state of our medicine and we also won the right to grow. So you go to your doctor and you, you get the opportunity to grow, to grow your own medication. If I had to buy the, the meds that I take, it would cost me $16,000 a month. I grow it for my, for my electricity bill, which is a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Very cheap. Well, yeah, that's, that's why they want to keep it illegal. Which, by the way, today there is the the House here in the in the states is voting on whether or not to um, decriminalize cannabis. Granted, it's just a big deal and the fact that it's happening, but it would still have to pass the Senate, and who knows what happens. Well, they just in in uh, the, uh, the they UN. just passed it that it, that it shouldn't be made legal. Not the World Health Organization, the, the United other one. Nations. Yeah. yeah, yes, and so maybe that that'll change things in in the states. But uh, I got a funny feeling it won't because well, what's going to change things in the state is the states is Mexico federally legalizing it. We're going to be sandwiched by yep. two legal countries, and yes. that's going to force the hand, and as it should. And you know, Mexico will be the most largely populated 
legal country. So I'm excited to see what happens there. And, you know, the fact that the United States isn't leading the charge on this is absolutely ridiculous. Ontario here is probably the largest cannabis grower on the planet here where I live. See, because it's all licensed producers under under uh, greenhouses, eh? And so the it, it's like this. It's the only plant that a farmer can grow and make $18 million an acre. What did you just say? How much an acre? $18 million. See, people don't realize what's going on with, with, with this. So we'll just go into your CBD products and stuff like that they have. So here in Canada, they're only allowed to put in 30 milligrams of cannabis per milliliter of multi-chain triglyceride. So in a 30 milliliter bottle, you got 900 milligrams of cannabis, not oil. So in 30, in 30 grams of cannabis, you might have four grams of oil. So how much oil is in a gram of cannabis? Not very much. And they're charging $125 for 900 milligrams of cannabis. So that makes every pound worth $45,000. Get it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know what, whenever you started talking, my brain went off somewhere else because this is a big piece that people need to be ingesting cannabis. Like I smoke cannabis for anxiety. I microdose for little things like that. But when we're talking about changing our health, like ingesting cannabis is so, so critical. I consume 40 grams a day. What I wanted you to tell us your regimen. I consume 40 grams a day. In many forms. Okay. I put probably in my smoothie between 8 to 10 grams of decarb cannabis that's been ground and sifted. That's probably much enough for 8 to 10 people. But I still have all my broken body parts. This is what I need for me to function. So then I take a couple of grams of uh, FICO. Then I have my coconut oil extract. Then I have my baked goods. Then I have my capsules. And, and then I vaporize and I, and I smoke all day long because I need to remain at this level in order for me to function. All right? So I don't have any, any any pain. The high goes away. I don't look for the high at all. My high is feeling like a million dollars and talking to you with that. That's my high, man. Yeah. I don't like Okay. Hey, I feel that, Jack. I absolutely feel that. And so that this is important, too, because there are a lot of people that need that higher dosage of cannabis, but they can't handle the high. And suppositories are a great tool, if you will, of administration yes. for people. Yes, like the su- suppository doesn't bypass the blood brain barrier. So there is there is no high. There's a lot of. Uh, discrepancies out there when it comes, eh? and they say it doesn't work, and they say it doesn't work. Well, I've been at it for 10 years, and I beg to differ. Yeah. It works. works yeah, and it, yeah, and it works for me. I, I use suppositories every <laughs> night it works to for maximize my dose. Uh, and, and so what, what it is, and that allows you to keep it in you. So if you got to go to work, it allows you to do it, and there's no high. You can function when you come home and then take the stuff that you need. You see, no high. No cure. That's how it works. Okay? So the high is the cure. The THC delta nine, that the part that makes it high is what is is the fix, not the CBD. And CBD it just addresses symptoms and it will never address the cause. Well, so, no, I disagree. I there CBD does a can also help shrink cancer cells. It just stops it, it from metastasizing. It it addresses it also, the symptoms. It never addresses the cause. 
And it also relieves inflammation, which is another yes. huge Yeah, yeah, problem. there's 488 cannabinoids in cannabis, and we need every single one of them. Separating yeah. the CBD is, see, that happened because of the Stanley Brothers in Colorado. They got all the money, they got all the dispensaries, and they got the scientific team. So they went in and pulled out the CBD, that single cannabinoid, said it doesn't make you high. So that's the one they peddled across North America. Well, so many people have died because the CBD gets all the recognition, them believing that the CBD fixes cancer. No. Just so you understand, none of us have ever, ever, ever used CBD. You use full, but you don't, it's not like you exclude CBD. You no, no, no. So whatever my cannabis CBD is in it, that, that's fine. So usually I uh, get the, the least amount of CBD in it. Yeah. Mine is always less than 1%. There is CBD in it, but it's always less than 1%. But I always do full extract. I don't do a quick wash. I want all the cannabinoids. I want the chlorophyll out of the plant because chlorophyll oxygenates the blood. And I have absolutely no idea why you would remove the chlorophyll out of the most important plant that we have. Well, I think people do that mostly for the taste, but they're not thinking Medicine about it. Medicine shouldn't taste good. Well, and they're not thinking about it from a holistic perspective. No, they're thinking about the high side of things. Yes. And and so we're going to go through a listener question that I received because this is, we're kind of talking around something that's happening in her life. And so this girl's name is Kiana and her dad suffered a major stroke at 51 years old. He was a cannabis user over 15 years ago, but his wife is allergic to smoke and she didn't, wasn't a fan of cannabis. So he doesn't use it anymore. He's on anti-seizure meds because he still is having many strokes and seizures. He's nonverbal. He's got major headaches because he's had a craniotomy, chronic pain from hip replacement. He's got gout and she is trying to help her parents understand how to holistically include cannabis into his life so that they can help everyone's quality of life. But he's miserable. He's fucking miserable. And his wife, she would have to be the one that got it. First, we address the diet because he has gout. So that already tells me he's not eating right at all. Okay, that's issue number one. And that has to be addressed because if we don't change the food, we're just spinning our wheels. Just so you understand. I swallowed a syringe of cannabis oil every single day. So that's almost six grams of fecal. I swallowed that every single day for a year. And my cancer came back because it didn't change anything. So cannabis isn't the magic. You still got to do it. Even if we're talking with strokes, you still, diet is critical here. The body can't repair itself when it's being fed garbage. It can't. It doesn't have the proper tools to to do so. So for the seizures and that, we, we want, now, we want a high THC because the THC is what calms the seizures, the high. When we're dealing with epilepsy and stuff like, like that, we now bring in the CBD. I don't blend. I have high THC, fecal, and then I have CBD, fecal. So pure. So now I can go, you need to take three drops of the THC, one drop of the CBD. So now we're controlling the ratio. So like having a one-to-one blend out of a a one-to-one ratio plant, we don't know, is it really one-to-one when it's all done, unless you actually have it tested. 
that I know that I have 100% CBD, 100% THC. Now I know how to regulate these numbers. And it, it makes it very easy to address somebody like that. So you want to eat decarb cannabis, like the cannabis capsules. You feed them to him at, uh, before he goes to bed. The object here is to get the cannabis into him so it, has a, it all has a calming effect. It's very sedative. So now we vaporize. If the, that that's that's the key thing here is now vaporize if the smoke bothers it because now we don't have any smoke. THC vaporizes at 340 degrees. So now that we've done that, basically what has happened during vaporization, the cannabis has been activated, it's been decarboxylated through vaporization. We've only removed the one part, the THC. So now that level of THC from 100% has dropped down to maybe 7, 8% now is left in the leftover from the vaporizer. Now we eat that because 99% of the cannabinoids are still there, very sedative, very high now in CBN because the THC has been degraded down to CBN. Now you sleep. So let me interrupt you, Jack. So when you take, after you've um, vaporized your flour and you've got the kind of brown flour there, smells yep. a little bit like popcorn. Yes. So do you make oil out of that or do you? Absolutely. Okay. You make oil. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, when, when I had first got induced to the vaporizer, my friend, uh, Derek, uh, and he asked me, are you using the ABV? And I said, pardon me? He said, already been vaped. I goes, no, I got a bag of it here. And he goes, oh, Jack, he says, this is what you need to do. So, okay. So I took that batch and I threw it into a brownie mix. And so we had band night. And I had no idea what was going to happen here. So it's music night and the band came. I fed everybody brownies. And an hour and a half later, nobody could sit in their chair. I had to call a taxi, send everybody home because... That's how much the used cannabis still had left in it. See, people don't realize that. So now I extract that into an oil. It's very high in CBN, very sedative, knocks you right out cold. Nice. So we throw nothing away. We throw nothing away. So what, see, when you, when you smoke a joint, just so you know, the smoke has nothing to do with you getting high whatsoever. What happens is when you inhale, it's the heat that passes through the rest of the cannabis vaporizes the THC at 340 degrees. So the leftover material that you have from vaporizing, that's what goes up in smoke. Mm -hmm. So now you get to use your cannabis twice. Yeah. Well, and in Kiana's family, since mom doesn't like smoke, it's like, okay, Kiana, your responsibility is to vaporize cannabis and make oil for your dad. But yes. yeah, but that is the big key that you just keep bringing up. That's going to be the same answer over and over. It's not just going to be cannabis. It's cannabis and it's your food and it's your mindset. And absolutely. And I think that part of the issue with a lot of families is that everybody isn't on board with the same no. call. And no, that was, that was an issue between me and the ex Yeah, that drove a fence between us. And the part that she didn't understand, I was the guy that was dying. So I was doing whatever I needed to do to save my life. I gave two shits what anybody thought. Yeah. It's not my business what you think about me. <laughs> I don't care what you think about me. Hey, yeah. if you think I'm the biggest drug dealer there is, nice, because then you're leaving everybody else alone. This is how I look at it. I'm the squeaky wheel. Give me the grease. Yes. And, you know, this is last week on the podcast. I'm 
talking about coming out of the cannabis closet. There is so much power in being who you are, representing what you believe in and walking your walk and not giving a shit what people think of you and your ideas and just being you, you give everyone else permission to do it too. And you are a walking billboard for, you know, a whole plant-based diet and using cannabis. Absolutely. Absolutely. All I can tell you, if people just listen to somebody that has used it and listen to what they have to say, you know, by now pretty much everybody knows somebody that is using cannabis and has gotten some type of relief and and when it comes to using cannabis even like we don't win them all but when we're dealing with cancer and stuff like that but what we do win is the best end of life care that you're going to get there is nothing like it I mean, you're not in a drugged out coma on oxygen, morphine, and the fentanyl, right? because when they, when they do that, it just slowly takes the organs out. And it's like Carol within the documentary there, and like she got to, to say her goodbyes, you know, to the family when she was on cannabis. So it, it's, it's a very, very important plant. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate Kim. I'm so grateful that you found Jack. Um, so that you could tell his story, because I believe in 35 minutes in the length of this documentary that you're going to change so many minds and and help families like Kiana's find some sort of common ground and understanding and and finally moving towards a cannabis for wellness lifestyle and and everybody doing it together, because that, you know, having the community around you again, like I saw in the documentary that community is everything. Yeah, yes. absolutely. There's, uh, and you can see in the documentary, and I'm so incredibly honored to call Jack a friend and spending time with him is one of the greatest treats of my life because not only is it an education, but it's just, it's such a beautiful vibe when you're in Jack's garage or his house. It's, it's great. And when you see the people, how their lives have been transformed in little and very big major ways, through listening to his story, taking his advice. For me, it's been one of the greatest thrills for me as a filmmaker and as a human to sort of put this out there and to share it, to shine a light, to break down the stigma and encourage the conversation to total health. And just don't think, oh, cannabis, that's it. No, no, that's just one of the keys. You have to address everything Jack says. And I've seen it again and again, those who follow and are fortunate enough, it's not 100% guarantee anything in life but it's it, it's been fantastic so for karen and i the other producer of the film it's it's been a real treat for us and we see the film as sort of almost like a, a public service announcement here check this out you need to hear this you need to open your mind and you need to question every bite of food you put in you every shampoo every toxic piece of clothing wash apparel whatever you got going on and and be your best self and it's it's amazing to see jack from way he described himself 10 years ago, not able to walk, vomiting, near death. He should have died because that, that's not a life. And yeah. here he is. He walks two inches off the ground. He's like the happiest, most awesome guy because not only is he caring for himself, but he takes the time for care for others. I love this so much. Kim, tell us where we can find Jack's Garage. We've made it available on YouTube. So if you just Google Jack's Garage, the documentary, we have a website, Jack's Garage Doc, 
www.vimeo.com. And that can also lead you to our Vimeo on demand page where you can rent or buy it. So, you know, our website, and we're also on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Jack's Garage Doc, DOC. You know, so it's there for everyone. And we're really excited and looking forward to getting feedback from people. And just if this can open up a glimmer of hope and give them a key to get in to see an alternative way to be their best selves and take their power back, then we've done our job. Yes. Amen. See, what cannabis does, it allows you to be the best version of you that can possibly be here. If you believe in the guy driving the big spaceship up there, that's what the three wise men brought baby Jesus was cannabosim oil, frankincense oil, and myrrh oil. That's the holy trinity, and that's what we use. It's been here for a long, long, long time, this plant. And it will be here for a long, long time, longer than we will, probably. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what we need to do is make sure Monsanto and Bayer don't get their hands on it. Oh, uh, from your See, mouth. Because they are. You need to understand because they've already stepped in. That's our auto flowers, the 60-day wonders that we can't take a cutting. We can't make a duplicate of it. Hey, you, you, you can't make seeds from it. So it's already started. Yeah. So everybody needs to pay attention here. Yeah. So we've already created our own seed banks. And so we buy unsexed seeds and get a male from here, a female from this, and we cross and we make all our own. We produce seeds all the time. So that will never, never, ever happen. Kim, were you going to add something? Yeah, just one thing we haven't touched on, too, that, that really how Jack really took his empowerment was to learn how to grow his own medicine. And he has that system down. And you'll see in the documentary, Lumpy, who has an amazing story of his own conquering uh, multiple sclerosis. He should have been dead like his father 10, 15 years ago. He's a master grower. And between him yes. and Jack, how they grow is amazing. And there's nothing better than growing your own medicine, not only for just to absolutely know what you're putting in your body, but just the empowerment and the connection with the plant. And Jack grows his own garden, the whole thing. So we encourage people where legally possible, grow your own medicine. That's yes. the next step. Take full control of that. It's a long complicated journey. So do research, ask questions, ask more questions, experiment, take notes. But uh, growing your own aspect is transformative as well, if you're lucky enough and in the situation to do it. Absolutely. So this is where Lumpy comes in. He, he's in the documentary and he's the Roman gardener. And so what he does, so for example, so if you come and see me and you're dealing with cancer and so then we make arrangements and you go and get the grow tent and then Lumpy comes to your house once a week and he does everything for you. Hey, six weeks later, you harvest a crop. See, we don't vegetate. So we are strictly in flower all the time. So every we harvest every six weeks. So I get off uh, almost eight crops a year. So every harvest I get yeah, pretty close to a couple of pounds. So that's that's not bad. I tell people all the time, know your farmer. But if you are the farmer, even better. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate both of you hanging out. I'm excited for everyone to see Jack's Garage. Like I said, I laughed, I cried. I like the way you move through the world, Jack. Thank you for sharing your voice and, and your life with us. And yeah. Kim, thank you for multiplying it and giving him a larger microphone. Yeah, well, it's it's this way my part of helping out. And thank you for shining the light on Jack and our story. And and thank you for all the other great things you do in your podcast. We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're big fans. So thank you. Uh, it's been wonderful to chat and share a little bit of our story in more detail. Yes. Awesome. Well, I will check back in with y'all and maybe we'll have a follow-up podcast sometime soon. 
Yeah, awesome. lots more to talk about. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks for hanging out, guys. I hope you're inspired to watch Jack's Garage. Show your support by renting or downloading Jack's Garage from Vimeo On Demand. Although the documentary is available on YouTube for free in three parts. And now I want to circle back with Kiana and anyone else who felt a personal connection to Jack's story. Change is uncomfortable, and oftentimes it's hard as fuck. But this is about quality of life and having time and meaningful connection with the ones you love, doing the things that bring you all joy. I'm proud of you, Kiana, for speaking up for your dad when he can't advocate for himself. You following your gut and asking for help is great momentum in shifting the situation. I hope you'll watch the documentary with your parents. And if you have siblings, y'all watch it together and then talk about an action plan for your dad. I know it will take time to figure out the right diet, doctors, and cannabis protocol. But while y'all sort that out, there are some things you can do right off the bat to improve your dad's spirits and daily experience. First, shift your mindset that food is medicine. Start creating your optimum plant-based grocery list and purge unhealthy foods from the pantry and the fridge and the freezer and any of those snack drawers. I promise you that eating healthy doesn't suck if it tastes delicious. So start gathering recipes that showcase the fruits and veggies on your family's new and improved shopping list. That's right. Since everyone involved needs to be on board with this wellness plan, Your mom needs to be willing to change her diet too. And you, and if you have siblings, you can show both of them support by eating clean as a family. The next thing is to really evaluate your dad's environment. Imagine yourself in his situation and then explore where he spends the majority of his time. How does it sound there? If there's junk TV playing in the background, Replace it with something uplifting, inspiring, or beautiful for him to see and hear. Play music that feels good. Find podcasts for him about the things he enjoys. Now, how does it feel and smell there? You know those terpenes in cannabis that affect our experience? They carry out that same job in those aromatherapy candles and essential oil diffusers we all love. So sniff out your dad's mood and respond with love and maybe some lavender or lemongrass or eucalyptus. Speaking of mood, is his space bright and cheery or dim and somber? And is he in the same place all of the time or does he get some scenic variety throughout the week? Make time to be in nature, soak up the sunshine and breathe fresh air together. All right. One more thing I think you should consider, and then I'll put a lid on it. Is it easy for your dad to maneuver, to feel as empowered as he possibly can? Notice ways you can create more flow and less frustration in his getting around. And if you can't, I don't know the situation, if it just is what it is right now, make time to sit and breathe with him and hold his hand and remind him how much he is loved and that he is powerful. Fill his ears with powerful and supportive affirmations. Kiana, I am so glad you reached out to me. You have the knowledge and resources you need to change your dad's situation. 
and I promise you'll strengthen your family unit along the way. I encourage you to share a link to Jack's Garage documentary with your dad's doctor and attend the next appointment to assist your mom. Talk to his doctor about the plant-based dietary changes you're making and talk through a cannabis protocol. Discuss current medications and any drug interactions you need to be aware of. And if you don't feel supported by your doctor, find a new doctor. Or maybe you do feel supported by your doctor, but he or she just isn't informed about cannabis. That's very common. I'll include links to cannabis-informed doctors in the show notes at casuallybaked.com. You'll also find Jack's favorite smoothie ingredients, which would be an excellent place to start in making your new and improved grocery list. And when it comes to the cannabis consumption, Kiana, your mom doesn't have to worry about being allergic to cannabis smoke because your dad doesn't have to smoke. Ingesting cannabis like medicine provides far greater results and actual healing benefits to him than smoking a joint. Your parents' house can remain non-smoking and everybody wins. If you're inspired to take your power back and detoxify your life, I hope you'll share this podcast with the people you love. It's a whole lot easier to make major life changes when you've got the support of community. And speaking of, I am delighted to be on this journey with you, and I want to continue to build your can of confidence in ways that are meaningful for you. So be sure to email your can of curious questions through the website at casuallybaked.com. Or as always, DM me on social. I'm at casuallybaked on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, become a podcast patron for $5 per month at patreon.com backslash casually baked. My podcast patrons receive access to podcast video interviews weeks ahead of show launch. And I'm bringing this up again because I can't help myself. As whispers of dry January start trickling in, don't get bullied into giving up your plant medicine. Cannabis isn't a drug, people. It is food, it is medicine, and it has the power to heal. And if anyone doesn't believe you, tell them you don't know Jack. (laughs) I'm sending loads of love and heaps of healing vibes your way, and I hope you will puff puff pass it on. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly, Editing and mixing performed by Q9 Productions. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. 
So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.